11 to 19. I'm speaking briefly on be that one man. Be that one man. Luke 17. Eleven to nineteen. And it came to pass as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us and when he saw them he said unto them go show yourselves unto the priests and it came to pass that as they went they were cleansed and one of them say one of them come on say one of them and one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God 16 and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? 18. There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. Oh, Amen. This is a very interesting passage, interesting portion of scripture. And uh, it is not surprising that it is Luke who is writing about this. Number one, because Colossians has told us that Luke is a physician. And so throughout all the synoptic gospels, you'll find that Luke takes time to address issues that have to do with sicknesses and ailments. Amen. Um, by way of introduction I just want you to understand a bit about Luke and his writing are you with me so far Luke is considered by theologians the most aesthetically pleasing book of the entire Bible the style of writing and the way he communicates it is so succinct and so distinct from the rest of scripture Luke decides to portray the need and essence of thanksgiving in this portion of scripture by recounting a story of how Jesus on his way to Jerusalem passes through Samaritan and Galilee and meets 10 lepers. The Bible says that these 10 lepers stood afar off and they cried out in a loud voice to him and said, have mercy on us. The question is if you had the opportunity to meet a man that possesses the answer you are looking for. The right act is not to stand afar and shout at the man. It is required that you go close to the man, prostrate if need be, and ask for the help that you are looking for. And so why are these 10 lepers standing afar off and screaming and shouting for him and for his attention? You read the book of Leviticus 13, 45. Please put it up. And you find that in the Levitical order, lepers have been told exactly how to act and how to behave. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent and his head bare, 
and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry unclean unclean 46 and all the days wherein the plague shall be in him he shall be defiled he is unclean he shall dwell alone outside the camp shall be his habitation and so they were not even allowed to come close to people or to have encounters with people and that is why when they saw Jesus though they knew that he possessed the answer they couldn't come close because they'll be violating the Levitical laws hallelujah but they stood afar and shouted the thing about Jesus is that even when laws prohibit people from coming to him he still opens his arms to accept people it doesn't matter how short how tall how big how uneducated you are once you are ready to encounter him he's ready for you thankfully the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning and I pray for you that a new dimension of mercy will find you in your particular situation in Jesus name whatever is limitations by natural laws and natural protocols are broken in the name of the Lord Jesus somebody say I am the one, I am one. now the Bible says ten lepers came to Jesus we don't know who they are we don't know their identities we don't know their name but we know their issue there is a thing about this world that people will describe you by what you go through rather than even the name that you were called there is a man in scripture called Bartimius. But whenever you mention Bartimius, it sounds incomplete without adding blind Bartimius. Because the blindness describes his state and his situation. The Bible tells us of a woman who had the issue of blood, who came to Jesus. Till this day, we still don't know her name. All we know is that she is the woman with the issue of blood. There is a way the world likes to attribute people's situations to their identities and address them by what they go through. Have you not heard before that when somebody is trying to show you another person, they say, oh, don't you know this woman whose husband died? Don't you know this woman whose child left? Don't you know this one? who went through this and went through that there is a way people would describe you by what you go through but I came to tell somebody your story will be different if they are looking for a way to describe you may they describe you as the blessed one may they describe you as the anointed one may they describe you as the favored one never will you be described by negative circumstances because I see the Lord turning that negativity around for your good somebody shout I am the one and the Bible says 10 lepers saw Jesus and they were shouting at him for help then Jesus tells them he says go to the priest and show yourself to him is the priest a doctor Leviticus 14 2 why is Jesus asking them to go and show themselves to a priest Leviticus 14 2 this shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing in what day the day of his cleansing the day he says he is clean the day he says he is healed he shall be brought unto the priest if a leper says he is clean the only person that is mandated by law to check and ensure and validate his healing is the priest 
And Jesus says, you see, you have come to me just, just as you are with your leprosy and everything. And the only time you are required to go to the priest is in the day of your cleansing. But I am charging you, as you are right now, turn around and go to the priest. If it were, many of us will start asking questions. The Lord says we can only go when we are healed. But I, you haven't done anything for me. You haven't laid hands on me. You haven't even prayed for me. You're asking me to go and see a priest. That is the problem with many Christians in the church in this generation. When we come to church and the the Lord speaks, it is not enough for us till somebody has laid hands, laid legs, laid chest, laid handkerchief. It is never enough for us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A woman came to me from the US some a couple of years ago. She said, Man of God, um, my papers, it has delayed. I don't know what is happening. And as she was speaking, God spoke to me that it is done. Immediately she goes back to the US, it is done. She will receive it. And so I just prayed to her, Father, as you have spoken, let this be done and let the glory come to you in Jesus' name. And I told her, Mommy, it is done. When she left, she told her daughter, O software, I'll translate, O software ne pefe. To wait, this pastor, is this all that he did? He didn't give me anything. He didn't lay hands. He didn't give me oil, nothing. And so the daughter was telling me, I said, you watch it. Watch it. She got to the U.S. about a week or so later. They called her and they said, all your documents are set. Then now she was calling from there. She said, come on, software, can you wear faith? What are you talking about? One day. You see, you need to understand that God will do it in a way that all the glory will come to him. If he goes through certain things and certain mediums, those things and mediums will take the glory for what the Lord is about to do. There are some of you, it is intentional that men will disappoint you because if men do it for you and men open the door for you, for every day of your life, they will not seize the they will not lose an opportunity to remind you of how they open the door for you. But if it is the Lord who is opening the door, who is it that can continue? I came to tell seven people this morning I see the Lord himself doing it for you I see the Lord himself opening the door for you I see the Lord himself crowning your hard work with glory somebody shout yes he didn't say anything to them he said just go and show yourself to the priest it is enough go and the Bible says they turned and they were going and as they went they were cleansed they were healed and one of them Somebody say one of them. There is always that one person that defies natural laws and breaks protocols. May, may you be that one man. One of them decides to come back and thank Jesus. And the other nine still kept on going. What you need to understand is that the majority is not always right. What you need to understand is that the masses are not always right. There are many times we, we feel that when when, when, when many people are doing a thing, then God is in it. Or many people are doing a thing, then I must also do it to feel that I belong. But understand that when God asks you to do a thing, it doesn't matter whether everybody is doing it or not. Just do what the Lord has asked you to do. Nine of them are going. One of them returned. Hallelujah. Now imagine the conversation between one and nine. One says, oh, I think we should go back and thank this man. Nine says, Oh, they are on your serious car. Or say, Young co priest, says we should go to priest. And all of them against one person, against one man. And yet, when he returned, Jesus says, Where are the nine? 
Where are they now? When he returned, the Bible says he came with a loud shout and a loud voice announcing what God had done for him. I was telling them during first service, I said many people, when the Lord does it for them, that is where they remember they are shy. Well, I feel like preaching this one. Ask, you see, when they come for meetings, prayer meetings and whatnot, and there's a, a prayer topic is lifted about a situation that, that is affecting them, or they are walking in, there is a way they pray with aggression and passion. There's a way people, they forget they are shy. They are praying. Remember when the ten met Jesus, the Bible says they shouted. So when people are going through things, they, they, they know how to forget about everything and shout. The moment the testimony and the miracle comes, people remember they are shy people. People remember they are private people after all. You see, his problem was that by shouting, he's also announcing that he used to be a leper. That means that there's a certain stigma that he's inviting to himself simply by shouting and telling everybody what God has done for him. Are you following me? And yet he says, forget about all that. Forget about what you think. I am still shouting to give glory to God. To thank he who has changed my story. I pray for you that in the day of your rising, you will not forget what the Lord has done for you. In the day of your upliftment, you will not forget that it is the Lord that held your hand and lifted you up. Somebody say, I am the one. Whenever you forget to thank God, you are saying in essence that you did it by yourself hallelujah you are saying essentially that I did it by myself it is by my own strength but if you recognize that it is God who did it then you must be careful to thank him hallelujah you must be careful to thank him many people will say that he hasn't done anything for me or I I, the thing that I'm looking for, he hasn't done it. Now, the, the leper, after he's healed, he can't beg anymore. He ceases to have the right to beg. Now you're a whole man, you are allowed into the company of the Israelites. So you can work. In other words, now what to eat depends on your hard work. So he still knows that even though I've been healed, there are major issues that are waiting for me. What job I have to do. Who will connect me to my next job? How I'm going to eat my next meal? And yet he says, forget them. I will still thank him for what he has done now. Many of us, because of something else the Lord hasn't done, even when he does one thing, we are focused so much on what he hasn't done that we forget to thank him. We forget to thank him. Hallelujah. See, your current state is somebody's prayer topic. Yeah. Your current state is somebody's prayer topic. Look, those in the corporate world, man, awful. do you know whilst you are praying that the Lord should open a door of promotion for you so that you rise? Somebody is praying that God, I like his seat. So what is your, 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 the one that you are tired of, that you want to move on, is somebody's serious prayer topic. God, it is his seat I'm looking for. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Bible says there was a man who was crippled from birth. And uh, Peter, Peter and co. healed him at the gate called Beautiful. Do you know what his problem was? He couldn't walk. But everybody that was entering the temple was walking. 
His desire was simply to do what everybody was doing without even thinking about. His prayer topic was to get up and walk like the way everybody was walking. You think eating is normal, it's automatic that you eat and it will enter your stomach. There are certain people who have what you call autoimmune disease. Their own bodies are fighting them. They, they pray that they are like us. That their bodies will work normally as they are supposed to. There are people who when they eat, their food, their body rejects their food, it must come back. Christmas, you have already planned the turkey and the goat and the, everything is sorted in the fridge. Because you don't have any such issue with your body. Hallelujah. So whilst waiting for the next open door, don't forget to thank him for the current one you are in. Yeah. Don't forget to thank him. Don't forget. There, there are people in school now. Do you know what their prayer topic is? Father, this exams, give me a. That's their prayer topic. I want a. Father, save me, first class. And what? That's their prayer topic. Remember when you used to pray those prayers? There was a time in our lives, we too, we used to pray those prayers. We have moved on from them. Now we are praying other prayers. Don't forget that whilst we are there, not everybody who was there with us is where we are now with us. Are you following me? Not everybody. They are mates of mine who are still looking for a job. Mates of mine. Over a decade, they are still looking for a job. But you, 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 you are complaining about your own. And yet the first day you received us, it was a testimony. After five years, it is, it is what? <laughs> you go and sit home for two days and see. What are you talking about? This guy said, I know that I have other pressing issues ahead of me, but I will, I will still thank him. The, the man, the crippled man at the gate called Beautiful also. The moment he was sitting there and he was begging. The moment he got up, you can't beg anymore. What's your excuse? But he still manages. The first thing he does is to enter the temple with them and leap and thank God for what the Lord has done. When it, it comes to thank, uh, thanking God, eh? for gentility to turn change. Why? Nyamia yebio. Nyamia yebi. Enye nyamia kawe we be by now. If the Lord had not been on our side, if the Lord had not been with us, thank you, where would we be by now? And, and look at what Jesus says. He says, when he came, and he said, where are the nine? He couldn't answer. Then he said, ah, this Samaritan, who is not even of the house of Israel, he is the one that has come back. He looked at him and said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith. Remember, on their way, the Bible says they were cleansed. Now he says, they have been made whole. It means there's a dimension beyond being cleansed. That the people failed to enter into because they didn't come back to thank him. There's a dimension beyond just being cleansed. When a man is cleansed, whatever he, is, he was suffering from before he was cleansed still has the power to come back. But when a man is made whole, that thing lacks the ability to return in his life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And Jesus said, now your faith has made you whole. In other words, even by the act of being thankful to him, Jesus acknowledged that this is a, a demonstration of faith. In other words, one way of showing that we have faith in God is by thanking him. By thanking him. You couldn't have done it all by yourself. Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't have done it all by yourself. 
You are intelligent too, but that is not enough. Do you know the number of, of skillful footballers out there whose career went nowhere? But some of them will get there. God, it is not how skillful you are. It is not how fast you can run. It is the grace and the mercies of God. The grace and the mercies of God. That is what makes all the difference. As, as we are thanking God this morning, I pray for you that many doors begin to be opened unto your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. That which no man can do, may God himself do it for you and may all the glory go to him. I pray for you that as you come, you have come to thank him for all that he has done. May this be the beginning of many mighty things that the Lord has done for you. Somebody shout amen. amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.